So this is like breaking. Yeah. Okay, so um, for those who don't follow Ontario news, so Doug Ford, Premier, Ontario Premier Doug Ford, the guy who leads the province, he had a press conference recently. He's a conservative dude. He's on the he's on the right leaning side. Yeah. And he he had a press conference recently, and I guess he he brought in a whole bunch of guys who work for him, guys and girls who work for him. And after the press conference was done, he, he has this five-question policy. So he takes the five questions, and journalists have journalists are persistent. So even after the five questions, if he hasn't cleared things up, they'll continue to ask him questions. He, he instructed his staffers to start clapping. Yeah, so while, so, while so, the people so are trying to ask questions. While the journalists are trying to ask questions, there is this, uh, and I can't remember her name, uh, from City TV News. And she was filming the staffers clapping over the journalists trying to ask questions. So she got kind of in the face of some of the staffers with her camera phone and with her microphone saying, were you instructed to clap and interrupt yeah. uh, the journalists asking questions? And none of them would answer her. I think there was a guy. They just kept clapping. I heard somebody in the back say yes. I don't know if it was a staffer or if it was another reporter. Sorry, I'll silence my phone. But either way, that happened. People are calling out Doug Ford for it. So I, I just saw on Facebook... Um, and I, I don't know where this woman is from, uh, but her name's Karen Shulman Dupuy, and this is on Facebook. So she, she posted it to the public, and I can access it, and I'm not friends with her, so I'm guessing she wants people to yeah. know about this. Okay, so I, I guess the mayor of Inniskillen Township, uh, his name's Kevin Marriott. I, I guess he's a Doug Ford supporter, which whatever. So th this is this, this Karen woman. This is what she posted. So I aggressively called out the mayor of Inniskillen, Ontario, for being a partisan hack when he tried to deflect attention toward federal liberals regarding the fact that the government of Ontario staffers are clapping at the end of news conferences. And he privately showed me his homophobia. So she she already seems like she's left leaning, which yeah. which again is fine. I'm not trying to make. I this... mean, this isn't even a right left thing. It's just no 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 not but... respecting the press who are entitled to ask a few questions. Okay, right? so 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 I guess he supports the the current premier, and what I don't know if she supports the liberals or not, but he seems to think that. So he private messaged her on Twitter. You munch on Kathleen Wynne's carpet. I take it, like the fucking mayor. That's a mayor. The, the, the mayor of this township tweeted, you munch on Kathleen Wynn's carpet, I take it. Meaning you eat wow. Kathleen Wynn's pussy. Kathleen Wynn, for those who don't know, she was the previous premier of Ontario. Yeah. And uh, she, she's a lesbian. Yeah. And a woman. <laughs> and, I mean, uh, and, just... and, and toward the end, not very well liked either. No. Uh, but holy shit. That's incredible. Like, yeah. You munch on Kathleen Wynn's carpet, I take it. Wow. Like, not even like a, you're gay for Kathleen Wynn. Like, you munch yeah, on her carpet, the, like, I take it. And this was just someone from the press asking the mayor a question, and um, he responded was, this I, way, I or know, maybe a friend or I something. I don't know if this woman is in the press or if she's just the... 
her profile says business designer connector well, anyways, shit, whatever but I, either either way like at this point you got to know like anything you publish online yeah. like a lot of people don't realize and they they uh, I didn't realize it until I went to journalism school so I don't blame people for not knowing but like when you write a facebook message or when you write a text message just like phone to phone or when mm-hmm. you write an email you are a published author of that work yeah there's Meaning, no like deleting it really like, in the same way like you buy like a robert munch book and he wrote those books and shit like you are writing in the same way and publishing your work in the same way obviously you're not like yeah. getting your work like printed printed and like sent out to millions like why i don't know why robert munch was my first thing who doesn't Chil- love robert munch he's good right he's great but like you would and like with, with mayors and members of municipal councils and stuff too and and this was something i only learned recently as well like when new when new councils are elected into office and mayors and deputy mayors and, and counselors, they go to like a special training session. I think they go to Toronto for like this big training session. Yeah. And it teaches you like how to conduct yourself, like how to properly run a council meeting, like what the agenda should look like and how mayor you, school more or less. It's Basically. like elected office school. Yeah. The mayor has more responsibility because he's like the higher up, but even the mayor doesn't have too much more response. Like he doesn't have much more of a vote. Like if there's a tie, the mayor can break the tie, but otherwise he's just like one vote mm-hmm. in the council. So like, not only is this guy an elected official and should just like generally know better, but like he got sent to like mayor school where they taught him like don't tell your constituents that they eat kathleen wins pussy what could he possibly have been thinking like it's fucking crazy dude i mean not not much different though i mean this is this is close to everyone with trump tweeting yeah yeah. shit out and you're thinking how how is he possibly thinking this is okay to do this i mean and so we're kind of in a position here now in ontario uh, they're following similar tactics, I think, intentionally, because uh, yeah, yeah. our oh, yeah, new yeah. premier is a supporter of Trump. I think is he? Uh, Has he openly said that? Yeah, yeah, he said he wanted him to win. Okay, not necessarily a supporter, I guess you could yeah, say, yeah, but, yeah. But, but yeah, no, it's like, weird, man. Uh, and then to have them following similar ta- tactics and uh, you know taking Ontario as being dumb. Yeah, in a way, yeah. the whole buck of beer thing. I mean, it's like really. Do you the buck of beer thing is interesting. It's interesting because it kind of it kind of backfired again. For for those who don't know, the great province of Ontario, uh, our premier campaigned. He campaigned on it yeah. that he would reduce beer prices to a buck, and he he announced that this week that. So in Ontario, the lowest price you can set for beer for a can or a bottle of beer is 125 and then he reduced that to a dollar but there was nobody who had it at 125 to begin with no you can't make it for i think you can make a can for a buck 60 or something so no one's really gonna yeah well go, craft, go for craft a brewers were craft saying breweries anyway. that like the very cheapest they can make it is a buck 60 and they'd have to fire a bunch of staff and use the cheapest of the cheap materials yeah in order to get it actually down to like a buck 60 like pump it full of cu- corn syrup and, yeah, and yeah. shit like that it would literally be like corn syrup yeah. and water and mm. then you stir it up and that's beer and shit yeah. it's fucking crazy so he he did the whole bucket beer thing but it seems to have backfired a little bit yeah because all i went these... to our local brewery today yeah, yeah, yeah. he sort of made the joke because he sold me his uh his brew saying like oh it'll be two bucks ha, uh-huh. ha, ha, ha. yeah but I you mean, bought the big can or the big bought can, the big can. Yeah, yeah. which is like seven eight bucks seven bucks seven bucks yeah yeah, yeah. It's but a it's a can. liter of beer it's yeah like just, it's a lot of beer. just shy of a liter of beer <laughs> it's good beer though but like I don't know, but they're really just playing with our 
primal mind or something, yeah, aren't yeah. they? Like, I mean, that, that's not really what you're thinking about at the end of the day, is it? Unless you're an alcoholic, but you're all, thinking, how am I going to afford yeah. my beer this week? But the cool thing about these craft breweries is there's there's breweries popping up. And like, this is Godrich, Ontario, and we have a brewery and we have a population of 8,000 people. Mm. Blythe, Ontario, nearby, like they've got a, like... 1100 1200 people they have like yeah. one of the biggest craft breweries in ontario yeah like, the in canada is fucking huge like yeah they employ like a tenth of the town like they employ like 100 people or something mm-hmm. like they employ a good number of people in the town bayfield they've got one grand ben's got yeah, one seaforth yeah. like all these tiny towns there's so many small breweries now that like they can speak up with a unified voice because local people will go to these businesses because there's like a this guys we know in the community who are running a brewery and the beer is good and they're saying we can't sell it for a buck so yeah, a I lot of people are like turning this. now a lot I of people love... are turning against the government yeah saying like eh, the bucket beer isn't that appealing because we know it's going to be shit we'll still support it and there seems to be this swell now of people who are like maybe i won't buy like my molson my steam whistle my labat maybe i'll go to these local guys so it seems to have worked kind of for the local guys who aren't selling the cheap beer yeah you know, it's going to work in their favor because again everyone's sort of the, the backlash of doing something like that it's like nope i'm going to support local yeah. uh, a lot of canadians to, to um boycotting american goods yeah, yeah for the yeah. same reason these, oh, these tariffs God. any amount of sort of bullying like that uh it always backfires it's and bizarre, i love that dude. that just it's... means that humankind is generally uh, more nice than we yeah, realize yeah, yeah. right you know all those things that people do um i mean the bucket beer thing maybe is well intended like yeah we want to put money back into uh you know um people's pockets or whatever but i mean not good of course for the small businesses producing beer or if you don't like i buy beer twice a year dude like i don't buy much beer Mm. i've had a i've had a 12 pack in my fridge now for three months oh yeah like i like i i'll have a beer every month or something but yeah like i I don't buy much so it's not (laughs) saving me any money but now i want to go buy more craft beer just because it's just because fuck you doug ford yeah and just because fuck you but i don't know if things are getting like i believe people are nice but the the most bizarre part of like the political state right now is like it's it seems to be baby boom baby boomers that are that have this like weird entitled attitude but these were the people that were like burning bras in the 70s yeah this was the flower power generation these are the people experimenting with acid and like opening up their minds like these were the people like the did sexu- they turn the, on us or what it's dude what they happened were, they were part of the sexual revolution like the, the yeah. baby boomers of the 70s my mom and my dad like maybe not so much my dad was in the middle east at the time but like my mom was here like and that generation was fighting for reproductive rights and that was like the dawn of birth control and shit and women started fucking everything and everyone because mm-hmm. they could without getting pregnant and like and there, this was before AIDS, so like there was all this like free love going on and it was consequence free and it was like a fucking revolution they were part of like an insane very like left-leaning revolution and now that seems to be the generation that is maybe more entitled than others or doesn't feel like younger people should have access to free college or doesn't feel like mental health initiatives are the most important thing or doesn't feel like a clean needle initiatives are the most important thing like there's this generation that like got fucking like they were the first to have birth control and like like a stronger sense of women's rights but these people are 
saying like fuck immigrants like people with mental health issues don't deserve like the money and the help they need because i don't have these issues well, so why should i pay people? for your issues uh, were these the hippie people doing I don't, i'm not sure it was that generation that generation uh but i think when we look back on history we just think of the the free love the hippie people yeah, yeah. but there was this whole other group i think it's that group yeah, yeah that yeah. grew up to be the miserable assholes that you right, know, right. They, they put down the millennials as good for good for nothing and and you know my generation or whatever and yeah, yeah, yeah. i think there was this sort of hidden generation that uh aren't in the movies yeah that yeah, grew yeah. up and we became these awful people destroy, i mean destroyed uh the thing that hurts me is they destroyed uh, the environment like what it's 70 yeah, yeah. percent of all life on earth species or whatever has been destroyed since yeah, like yeah. the 70s I mean, this planet and stuff that's been around for uh, millions, billions of years. We we did this in what, like 50, 60 years? Yeah, like yeah. just completely decimated it and destroyed it. I mean, it's, it's absolutely mind boggling. They're going to look back at us and think, wow. I don't know that our generation, I don't know that my generation was that much better because even coming up in high school, there's a, like, there was a couple of gay students in our school yeah. and they were not treated well. No, like, like no, even, I grew even, up in Huron County. I was born in '85. I grew and I grew up in the city too. I went to a city school, mm-hmm. and I, I remember I, I was buddies with the one gay dude. He was he was my age, and he was like the friend of a friend. But we hung out a lot. Whatever, he was a good dude, and it didn't come up much. But I remember there was this other younger gay kid, and he was just like bullied so fucking bad. He was yeah. on my he was on my bus going home too, and like even and I'm the millennial generation. I'm kind of an older millennial, but. We millennials kind of pride themselves on being the first kind of open-minded group, but e- even in high school, dude, we were assholes to some of the gay kids and shit. And like, yeah, society's still it's super clicky. Yeah, definitely come a lot further. But yeah, I remember that in high school because I was, I was a bit effeminate. I yeah, was yeah. sort of that kid that got yeah. picked on. You had the nice hair too. I had I had yeah. beautiful hair. I liked looking pretty. Who I was were, just that kid. Yeah. Who were you modeling um, yourself after? I don't know, maybe like the glam bands of the 80s, okay. but but people in Huron County, of course, didn't know what to think of that. They yeah, just said, yeah. there's the gay kid, and uh, they'd throw gum in my hair. They would, oh, call me all kinds of names. Yeah, so yeah. I know firsthand what that feels like. Right. And, and you know. Were you I, gay? Uh, maybe I was. Like I wasn't gay. I just sucked no, a lot of No, maybe I dick. was, yeah. <laughs> I'm a straight man who enjoys the dick. Uh, but but yeah, no, I was that kid in high school, so I know firsthand. So when I see when I see a, a gay kid being bullied, I it, it just I just well up and I yeah, start yeah. to cry. But but it, now it's just so unfair. But it's now nice it seems feeling. like that's not even a thing. Like you you can hate the gay kid because he's because he's a shitty person, but you can't hate him because he's gay. Yeah, like like it like you have kids in high school. Mm-hmm. Would it? Would it be a thing if a guy brought a guy to the prom? Like, would that be? I don't think so. No, I honestly don't think so. And this is my like, kids this is don't have any, like this. My isn't kids have no sense of this. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in in fact, it, it's maybe sort of the, the opposite. If they they see the gay kids, like I want to be friends with that guy because he's I cool. Be gay. Yeah, no, seriously. Where's like, my he's dick? He's a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a yeah, cool yeah. guy. That's cool, man. Yeah, kids I think cool. it's actually the opposite. In fact, my my daughter uh, attended a well, it was a music theater camp, so of course there's going to be some some gay guys there so she just I, expected I no she's like the first gay guy i see i'm gonna become friends with and she, she just couldn't wait to and then she found that person yeah really, really cool guy. gay dude cool guy yeah yeah and her boyfriend so much fun him. yeah 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 you better be gay <laughs> do the i know the boyfriends <laughs> yeah like dick yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. that's nice so, man that's nice so yeah um 
sex ed's been in the news a lot because mm-hmm. again our great province is repealing the updated sex ed program here's my issue i didn't get much like nutritional education in school right. i always learned the food pyramid and the food pyramid is that was is, bullshit though are wasn't you laughing it? at us jeremy yeah the food pyramid pyramid was bullshit Jeremy's wasn't our it? producer okay like so, the- so like dairy is complete horseshit there's like uh, an overabundance of dairy. I, I know this is true in the States. I'm not sure if this is the case in Canada, but there's like, and that's why there's government cheese. That's why you can get government cheese because mm-hmm. there's just so much, it, it was subsidized so heavily, corn subsidized heavily now, that they put cheese on the on the food pyramid as like a, like make sure you have your two servings of milk or cheese every day. And it's complete horseshit because yeah. like, it's not that it's, it's not, not that, bad for you. No, dairy's not bad for you, but it's like it's heavy in calories. Like yeah. milk is designed to make baby things. Like it's designed to like give you as many calories in like protein and fat as possible. So there's like there's good shit in dairy, mm. but as far as like cutting off like half a brick of cheese and having that every day, like it's it's a ton of calories. We'd be better off drinking human milk. Yeah. Like, should we not be making human milk? Does it taste? Did you ever try your wife's breast milk? Uh, I have tried it I'm in an indirect curious. sort of way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, of course, when the kids were feeding. You'd like yeah. test the bottle milk? Yeah. That yeah. is good. It's delicious. <laughs> it's actually quite delicious. Why you kept having kids. You're like, it's sweet. I need some, I more, need milk. some more of that milk. Milk. <laughs> give, me, give me the milk. <laughs> She's like, why are you talking like that? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, but but it, it, it like the more. But it's weird that we we drink a, another animal's milk, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, and we think that's like that's a, more. We think that's more normal than drinking human milk. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish we could Isn't produce that, all produce our own milk. Weird. That's bizarre, right? Isn't it bizarre that like if I it's was to weird. go if I was to go suck a pregnant woman's titties, people would be like, "What the fuck are you doing, mm-hmm. dude? You're an adult." Well, but if I were to like. <laughs> If I were to suck a cow's titties, it'd still be weird, but people would be like, yeah, that's where milk comes from. It's I like, know. no, dude. It's, it's, like, it's a bizarre thing. Pe- people milk comes for people comes from people. I wonder where that comes from, where we, we shame. Like, I mean, we even shame women in public who breastfeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's the most natural, beautiful thing. Yeah, yeah. To the point where, like, you people... <laughs> when they're breastfeeding children. Yeah, when they're breastfeeding well, yeah, when they're breastfeeding uh, children, like... You know, in a food court or something, they have people complain. It's like, can you go in the uh, the, chi- the the we have a special room for that? And it's like, are you kidding me? Yeah, Meanwhile, yeah. there's like a a dude eating a burger next to her that just looks absolutely disgusting, <laughs> drinking a glass of milk. Yeah, he's like, this is yeah. breast milk. That woman's feeding her child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that child is eating. Yeah, what could yeah. possibly be wrong with that? I don't get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. why are people? I wonder how that became such a shameful thing. It, it is bizarre. That, it's like, the way we've sexualized each other, right? Yeah. I guess I, I, obviously but, where but it comes t- from. But it's, tits are sexualized. But it's bullshit, like in yeah. our culture, tits are sexualized. Yeah. There's cultures where boobs aren't sexual. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's like that's a reproductive organ. But in, in our culture, boobs are sexual. So it's like, I get it. I, I get the shame. I don't agree with it. But like, I get that like when a woman pulls a titty out that, like oh like that's something that like i normally find hot but she's there's it's also a tool to feed the child right so people there's food in the boob so i get that she's like like i wouldn't i would never ask a woman to like find a different room but it's definitely one of those things where when you see it happening it's like oh look the other way like right you you definitely avert your eyes so there's definitely a thing so i don't know if i feel that way 
I'm trying to think if I feel that way. I or not. like, but maybe because I grew up around. Good for you. Uh, and my and my sisters will just feed their kids in front of me and stuff. They obviously, think nothing of it. Why are you calling the police? And I've had three kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Same. Is it weird? I don't have sisters. Is it weird when your sisters are breastfeeding around you? No. Okay. No, okay. I don't. I don't find it's it weird. Sad. I I always I'm constantly that asking just you about show. your kids because I'll, I'll never I, again I'll never have so I'm always I'm always curious because I don't have sisters either so I've never mm-hmm. like I've I had like aunts and cousins breastfeed and it's always like I'm always like looking away. Well, and I don't even think my kids find it all that unusual. Yeah, yeah. yeah. If there's breastfeeding going on in the room, it just seems so bold. Why should they? It seems so bold to like just pull a tit out. Yeah, like, but well, it shouldn't be if but, you're feeding your child. <laughs> I, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but what if you <laughs> what if you had to pull your dick out to feed your kids? Like like what if like there's so many hormones? No no hold on. There's so so many hormones in our water now. It it fucks with our DNA. Humans evolve, and now mm-hmm. men carry the babies. We develop uteri. Uter- I don't know what the <laughs> plural of uteruses is. We develop mm-hmm. uteruses, and uh, we 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 have the kid. However, we have it. And we develop the milk through through our, through our balls, <laughs> but and, then but, that would just be the normal thing. But but then, that's a stupid question. Or do you think are guys so privileged that we would like find a way to make it work, or like we would pass laws to make dick milk feeding acceptable <laughs> so that nobody could shame it? Because I feel like part of this, part of the part of the shame for women is that like men run the fucking world. Yeah. So there's always this like constant stigma to like if you're if you're not pleasing us in every single way, like go to the other room and f- feed your kid the absolute natural way we've been doing it for eternity. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe men like force a lot of this privilege. Sorry, I keep scratching my nose. It's well, gross. men are really terrible the way we treat women. We were just sort of talking earlier about how we expect women to look like their kids yeah, yeah, even yeah. we're like, talking about shaving our armpits yeah we're talking about as guys shaving our armpits simply because from a health perspective you're not going to stink as much because yeah, yeah, yeah. the, the the main stink is actually the the hair and the bacteria that's on the hair so mm-hmm. i shave my armpits every now and then yeah, just yeah, to yeah. cut down on the smell yeah, yeah, yeah. why not yeah. but there's something there's something uh, about guys and that uh well the fact that we expect women to do this all the time it's a very bizarre thing we expect a lot they don't of expect women. us yeah, to yeah. do that they probably don't like the hair that's on us maybe right they do. no no i, know, I don't I know. know girls who like hairy guys i guess so yeah yeah but i don't know too many guys who like hairy girls no it's, it's a kind of a weird thing but like, it shouldn't be like if my girlfriend wanted to it's grow a leg, state. Ha- leg hair out it honestly it, it wouldn't bother me much like yeah i just it, it doesn't register like like she'll have like somewhat like she hasn't shaved like if she hasn't shaved for like three days and there's like the prickle right like Ouch. she'll be like don't touch it and we're like I don't I like I don't care doesn't matter it doesn't even like register as a thing meanwhile you're if snuggling she had hairy up legs, I, don't, no, I don't think that would bother me meanwhile you're snuggling up to your teddy bear beside you right yeah and that's okay it's called a flashlight oh but the standards like we impress upon women is like when you think about it is disgusting because like in all the magazines, they're all like perfect, smooth and hairless, like mm-hmm. except for eyebrows and head, like there's absolutely no hair on their body. And they're like, we expect them to be tiny, like kids, hairless, like kids. Yeah. Look but 20 ex- years younger, but we expect them to have tits and ass like adults. Yeah. 
but we expect them in all other ways to look like kids and it's fucking weird. It's like, really guys, bizarre. Like with guys, it's like encouraged like you have muscles and like beards are a thing now and mm-hmm. like nicely groomed hair and stuff. Like these are all very adult things and that's fine. The hairless thing works for guys. Like you, you see a lot of hairless models and stuff and that's fine. It looks fine. And most of the time they have muscle to cover it up. If you, if you see like a hairless like dad bod, it's bizarre yeah it looks like some kind of walrus it's or like something. a hairless bear a walrus yeah. yeah it's weird yeah but it's like like all these standards we impose on women are like fuck like yeah it's really quite bizarre and we don't I wish there was like we don't think about it too often i wish there was like a fund i could pay into to like for reparations or some shit mm-hmm. or i could just not be an asshole to women could not tell them they munch on rug well and, and it's a strong ingrained thing because the other day i i um my daughter doesn't really shave her armpits and mm-hmm. doesn't feel a need to disgusting and, and she yeah and there's this little part of me that's thinking like oh isn't has no one told her she's supposed to do that yeah, yeah. Uh, that thought actually will come to our heads and you're thinking well then you're thinking what the fuck like why is she supposed to do this mm. you know it's amazing the expectations that we grow up under yeah, yeah and we just impose upon ourselves yeah 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 and then do you tell your boys like to counteract that are you like you guys shave yeah standards on you now yeah. No, that's the thing. That's what's yeah, so yeah. bizarre about it. I mean, why should that be a yeah, the one's got a gender hair? The one's got a thick beard, though. Yeah, he's got a nice beard. Yeah, I know. He looks. It, he's looks a the good same looking age. kid, man. Good looking kid. He looks yeah, the same yeah. age as me, though. With that beard. Does no? he? Not quite. <laughs> looks fifty-seven years old. I was yeah. talking about the food pyramid and how it's bullshit. Oh yeah. No, like that's yeah. what got us on the breast milk. That's kind of what got us on the breast on milk, the body shaming. But all this dairy shit, <laughs> all this carb shit, and I, I've learned a lot of people don't know how to like prepare food like I, n- I never really learned how to cook formally i just kind of like watched my parents and c- figured it out kind of but i had been on a few dates uh, and I, the people cooked for me and it was like the absolute plainest yeah. like war i think i told you about somebody made me mac and cheese and they claimed it was amazing mac and cheese <laughs> it was like white white bag noodles which whatever shredded cheese yeah. and milk and that's it and they like, thought it was delicious it's like no pepper yeah. no seasoning no breadcrumbs do you bring seasoning with you now when you go on, on a date dates? if you went on a date would no. you but, but, but seriously but, some people are just yeah. people don't know how to cook it's weird who does the cooking in your house uh, both of us okay who's yeah. the better cook uh, you don't uh, have to say no not, not say. at least better cook yeah, yeah, yeah i'll admit okay i'm not bad I do. I, you strike me. As I, a good I spice it up nice. Yeah, I, do, yeah. I do, but I, I actually go overboard with the spices. That's the big complaint in my house. Yeah, I, I just dump in the chili peppers. It's too it's too hot. Yeah, it's just this too too, too much. I like Indian, but that's I don't my want problem. This Indian. Yeah, it's like way east. I just it's want like way too east. Middle ah. east. Yeah, I always do. Your I kids. wish my kids talked like that. It would make me laugh. They're from Orange County. (laughs) What the fuck, Dad? Well, you imagine though if you actually did have a kid to talk like that, because there are those kind of stupid kids. Oh my god! (laughs) And you're thinking, oh my god, I'm so glad I don't have a kid like that. I would be just like rolling my eyes. I couldn't handle it. If I had like a Kardashian kid, dude, I could. My kids are intelligent. I could live with a kid who talked like an asshole. You just talk like an asshole back. Like I can deal with asshole kids. It wouldn't be fun, but like I could deal with it. What freaks me out about parenthood is like your wife's pregnant with this fucking kid, and like you're just like, like I mm-hmm. I don't get how people can want a boy or a girl. It's like who gives a fuck? Like 
ha- let the baby have all its fingers, all its toes, have a fucking brain that's intact. Like, have the baby come out healthy. Who cares if it's oh, a boy or a girl? You are ahead of the game if that baby comes out. Seriously. Like, with no problems? Yeah, yeah. It's an impossible situation. Babies, like, mentally, They like, don't fine. come out with no problems. There's yeah, always yeah. going to be a problem. There's always something with kids. But you know, like, and then you think they're okay, and then they go through mental illness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you're just like, oh, it's it's incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and your, your job as a parent is just to, like, make sure they survive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, the stress of it's unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And for, it's a beautiful thing as well. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah. This is something you'll never know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I went through well, the social you might anxiety. Know. You might thing. adopt someday. Maybe, maybe, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not now. You'd be a good dad. Not now. Maybe, maybe. You, you always think you wouldn't, but I think you would. But I went through social anxiety kind of quietly in high school because mm-hmm. I, I didn't ha- really hang out with people at my high school. All my close friends went to a different school, so I'd like go to school at the one school, and then at night I'd go to the parties at the other high school. But I, I still had, like, really serious anxiety, like, talking to people and meeting new people. Most of the times, they'd be introduced to me. Yeah. Excuse me. I was in a band in high school. So a lot of people were just, like, excited to talk to me, which is nice when you have. If You're, you're in a band? If, if I was the singer, and I wasn't very good. You were the singer? Yeah. What? That, I never told you You never this? told me that? Oh, yeah. I thought I was you were just the bass player. No, no. No, I, I, I've <laughs> taken up bass since. But, yeah, no, I was the singer. I didn't play anything. Did you have hair point. then, too? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I had hair. When did you start to lose your hair? Oh man! Sorry, I'm sidetracking. Uh, Where were you no, going no, with no, the band okay. thing? No, that's okay. No, I started losing my hair 23, 24. It, start, oh, it just started. It just started. It started creeping up. It you got like the thinning, island. Thinning you got the little here. island up there. Yeah, and I got then, the uh, island right here. Yeah. And then you can kind of, I shaved it yesterday, so you can't. You, you can can't only really comb do. over but, the island for so but long, right? You can right? like see where it's like receding. Yeah. Yeah, you can see like the, the, yeah, the valley. Um. But uh, the social anxiety thing, like that was before like parents or anybody was really like attuned to recognize like, okay, he's anxious around people. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going to journalism school kind of fixed it because I was like journalism school is like the absolute worst thing for anybody with social anxiety. Because yeah. they, they tell like your, your, your schoolwork is like, here's a microphone, go shove it in somebody's go face. Go talk to people. Go talk to absolute strangers unsolicited. Like nothing could be more like terrifying mm-hmm. if, you, if you're like bad with people. That's the only way to overcome it though. I had social anxiety too, to the yeah. point where I made a decision to intentionally put myself in positions I did not want to be yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I went from, I was that kid in, in, in high school, couldn't, couldn't look at people. Like yeah, I was that I have guy. Issues with eye I couldn't contact. even yeah, look yeah, at people. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I'm thinking, what am I so ashamed of in myself that I can't yeah, even yeah. look at people? But yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of reasons for that, I guess. But like, uh, yeah. Well, what you, got you over that? I, I think just, I don't even know, but, I, but consciously deciding to put myself in situations, yeah. put myself on a stage in front of people singing, put mm-hmm. myself in a band because you went to theater school yeah was it was it college that did it yeah i think so but but even college i was still fairly socially awkward but but having a good couple good friends in the arts you were also in the arts so people are weird we were all we were all fucked up so as long as you can like execute like it probably didn't matter what you were like as long as you were nice and you were like committed to the job well and then there's also that power of finding you know 30 40 other people that are just like just as messed up as yeah, you, yeah. right? And then all of a sudden you realize, oh, I'm not messed up. 
I was just messed up based on who I was comparing myself yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the beauty of college and university. And you grew up in the country too. Yeah, you get out with there our, and realize, with a artsy oh, family. okay, I'm yeah. I'm not just this weirdo. I'm actually quite normal, but just wasn't normal in my own setting kind yeah, of thing, yeah. right? Oh, it's like a movie. Right? That's that's really what it's all about. I don't realize and we, I always we tell both, my yeah. kids that cuz sometimes my kids feel like, "Oh, I just don't belong in in Huron County," you know, yeah, like yeah. the other thing. It's just like you try and convince them like, "No, you'll find your people. You'll find your tribe. They yeah. are out there. Yeah, uh, yeah. you just haven't met them yet." Yeah, yeah. Which is a hard thing to sell, but they no, will it is. It well, is. they will see that. And it's that. one of those things where you, you Yeah. Like, do you find that with your kids too? There's just like so many lessons you want to impart, but it's just like, you gotta, you have to live it. You have to experience like my mom, Mm -hmm. my mom growing up, like all, all the time growing up and cartoons and movies all say like money doesn't buy happiness. You hear that shit all the time. And like, it's, it's a nice, easy lesson to understand, but like, you don't, it it doesn't sink in until you have a job you fucking. And I had a job working at a university, and I, I won't get into it too much. But it was just not for me. They sold it as one thing, but it wasn't. It's not their fault. Like universities are super old institutions. They're like almost like hospitals or the government, where it's like mm-hmm. there's a set way of doing things. There's a structure, and this is how we do things. Yeah. Where in journalism school, it was like, is there a story? Go get the story and write it up and get it on the air as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. There's like an expediency. Or in university, like you have meetings, and then things get approved, and then you have to like there's just a process and it takes a long time and they were paying me really good like mm-hmm. universities pay hospitals government they pay so this job paid and it paid well more than i'll probably ever make in my life realistically right. and, I was, and i was and i was just out of college yeah. and i was like crying every day lost like 30 pounds dude wow. I, was, I was eating an apple a day didn't have breakfast because i was sick to my stomach because i had to go to work a job i hated i'd have an apple at lunch i'd go to the cafeteria buy like an 89 cent apple that was like my meal for the day and my girlfriend at the time like she was working a job she hated lived in a place she hated i was miserable so we'd both just like yell at each other and cry Ugh. at each other every fucking oh it's brutal dude a lot of people live this way right but, but it was the best lesson i ever learned because they were paying me like crazy and like like my old school lebanese dad like money's status in that culture mm-hmm. so i always learned like if you're making money you're doing good and i was making yeah. money but i wasn't doing good i don't think the new generation's falling for this the same i know my kids kids aren't i, I stayed in a, a job i didn't like for about 20 years mm. and i was just i was sad and didn't realize it till i actually broke broke out of it um was that the grocery store job yeah were you yeah. there for 20 years yeah at least i mean i just sort of did what i had to do to, to keep food on the table i thought you were there for like six years no while i raised my kids no like overall i mean i did other things on the side that made yeah. me happy like uh you know singing songwriting and uh you know being in a band and stuff like yeah. that right and uh develop my craft on the side so that sort of kept me happy so then you just sort of did this eight hours thing just for the money, just to keep food on the table for a while and just to keep living the, the small town life or whatever. Yeah, but stealing I, produce and shit. Yeah. <laughs> just stealing stuff. Oh, I dropped uh, this apple. All the old, oh, oh I dropped damaged. these other 12 apples too. I can't sell it now. It's yeah. damaged. I'll have to take it home. Yeah. But yeah, so it was good for reasons like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but there, where was there it going with been this? like skids of food or something? Uh, but that, it's like, to the point. You have to throw. Don't legally in grocery stores. If like there's a skid of something and it like tips over, but only like a few things are damaged. Don't you like b- by law or by liability have to like toss the whole thing or something? Yeah, you're supposed yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. Most people don't. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have to imagine it's an inside thing, though, where, like, staff are like, oh, like, I could use a crate of alphagetti for yeah. my picky-ass kids who will only yeah. eat alphagetti. <laughs> like, I imagine, like, that's a thing that's, like... Uh, the worst is when you have people in the store do that. Yeah. Uh, we, we used to catch this woman who would, like, take a loaf of bread, think no one was watching her, step on the loaf of bread, and then come up and say, oh, can I have this shit. for half the price? Because it, it's clearly damaged. <laughs> so, no. You'd see her do it? Yeah, you'd see her do it. It's just like, oh, Did you, you end kidding up banning me? her? Did she get banned? Yeah, yeah, eventually oh it was like, okay, we, we understand that's your game. Cool. That's blatant shit. Um, so what was I getting at? No, it's to the point where, I mean, it's just like, I think this new generation coming up, um, they don't think they need the big house. They don't think they need all the stuff. And I always tell my kids that, like, you need very little to be happy. And if you can possibly make a living just enough to get by you can grow your own food whatever this whole movement i think is actually quite beautiful and i think it's what's possibly going to save humanity is is the the need for all the stuff it has to go it's a it's yeah. completely not sustainable yeah, yeah. So i always tell my kids i mean you know small house um do what you love if you can make money doing what you love and get by and and have enough to get by i mean that's happiness it really is instead mm -hmm. of chasing the chasing the dream for all the stuff yeah, yeah. i mean it's kind of nice but uh i don't know i don't think it's gonna make people happy long term yeah they all the, it also, just doesn't also like your kids generation their parents meaning you and i i guess like people like me we were we were fed we were fed the lie yeah like when, before i went to college i met with a college counselor and she told me like almost word for word you can get a job anywhere as long as you have a degree. It could be a degree in basket weaving. As long as you have mm -hmm. a degree, anywhere will hire you, which might have been the world before I entered the workforce. It's bullshit, though, isn't it? And it was, I remember she mentioned basket weaving. So I was like, that's unusual. Basket weaving? Yeah, she mentioned basket weaving. So I went and got So I went and went, took the University so took of Basket yeah, Weaving. I took English, which oh, is more, basically more useless than basket, basket weaving. Basket weaving is useful for you words. Have, you have a basket. Where English degree, you have a sonnet. It's sort of a basket weaving of sorts, weaving words together. Yes. Into a story. That's exactly what it's like. Yeah. No, you're totally right. But <laughs> but we were fed the lie that it's like, oh, like just go get a degree and like you can do whatever you want. That's what I was told anyways. Yeah. And then I entered the workforce. Uh, when did I enter the workforce? 2011. So three years after the massive financial collapse when every industry in the world started downsizing and mm. nobody was fucking hiring. So... We started, ha my, we meaning my generation started having kids. And I think like your kids were the first generation that weren't fed the lie. That yeah. were like, like make sure you they do couldn't. it. Yeah. They couldn't lie to you them. You can't afford just, to lie to your kids. Uh, you, you won't afford to buy a house. You probably mm. won't get a job in this. I mean, it was actually the reality, right? Mm. Or is the reality. Yeah. Uh, You'll be working in a grocery store. It's miserable. <laughs> Dealing with bitches uh, stepping on bread. Mind you, I mean, so I had good much years. bread wasted. That's the key. I mean, because a lot of people do find themselves in those jobs. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's inevitable that probably 90% of us work in those and jobs. And there's a lot of pride to be had in those. Like and the, that's like fine. Like those people work it is hard. Fine. Retail workers work hard, dude. And the key is, I didn't even notice that the, the, the job itself made me unhappy because while I was doing the job, I was doing the creative stuff in my head. Yeah, yeah. While I was trimming lettuce, You're I was writing, writing songs, songs about Romaine. <laughs> right. And I mean, I think that's the key to any job because it's inevitable. We're all going to be doing jobs that we don't like simply because this world still revolves around money. I hope mm -hmm. it doesn't always revolve around, around money, but uh, it's inevitable. And so, I mean, the key is to have those other things going on in your head. Mm -hmm. 
why you're doing it and you know doing the stuff that means something to you at the same time i mean that's key obviously yeah it's tough man it's tough because like i like i haven't i haven't really didn't work much retail but i dude i worked kind of three months in retail i worked at the movie theater for three Mm. months before they fired me yeah and that was enough to make me realize like people who are working behind a cash like it's tough oh it's it's tough tough. there's a lot but it's not tough because the work is necessarily tough it's tough because customers are tough yeah like it's tough because you get like entitled assholes who are coming in it's it's like stepping on bread or at the movie theater like Mm. why are your popcorn prices so high it's like bitch i'm 15 i'm just working here and i'm 15. yeah and then i heard another guy joke that like uh he told somebody Oh, oh, the prices are high because we knew you were coming. Ha, ha, ha. Uh-huh. So I used that line on this couple once. Ooh. It's like, oh, we knew you were coming. Ha, ha, ha. Fatty to the like, office. Fatty to the to office. You. Let me speak to your manager. They wanted <laughs> the fucking manager. So I go get the manager, and the manager deals. I think he gave him popcorn or something. And he, he approached me. and was like, don't. don't I try that. and be so nice to people in retail because yeah. I, I, you know what it feels yeah, like. Yeah, I think yeah. everyone should have that opportunity yeah, to yeah, work yeah. in it. And, and See, it, Seriously. Like, everybody should work in it knowing, like, I remember not be in this forever, but just so you know what it's like. <laughs> I remember a time, um, well, two different times. Someone yelled at me about something once. Just that those people just feel like they, the, the bananas were green or something. Yeah. Like, give me a break. Yeah, yeah. I actually went to the back and cried. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I cried um, for that. But then also you get those other people very rarely compliment you on the work you're doing and yeah, thank yeah. you and this and that and actually give you a compliment yeah yeah and you and and then i went back and cried as well yeah it was such a rare, you're just having an emotional week <laughs> it was such a rare thing and then my boss said hello oh, to you gotta me, and then i went back and i cried and i mean everyone's dealing with shit right i mean i wish i wish everyone had that in their head that okay every single person you meet today is dealing with shit yeah yeah so treat them nice mm. uh, you know that's a good thing to have in your head yeah yeah but it's bizarre how how often that's not the case. Yeah. How often people are just like happy to complain. Why? Why do we do this? What What do we get out of that? Do we get anything out of that? Um, not oh, really. Sorry, I bumped the mic, Jeremy. I hope that didn't make noise. Uh, years ago, <laughs> I was trying to sell. My, like my brother had this like tiny TV. It was like a twelve inch or thirteen inch or something like the old style TVs you would just keep in your bedroom. Yeah. Like near your bed because it was so small. And I was trying to just like get rid of it, give it, it worked fine, but I was trying to give it away. And I, I realized, so I put it up on Kijiji and if I listed it as free, people would like be like, oh, can you drop it off for me? I had a lot of people being like, can you drop it off? Yeah. Or does it come with a remote or like really like being picky about it? Yeah. Free means like, picky. I was like, like, what is going on? Like, Do you have pets? Yeah. Like, it, like just people being like, not cool about this like thing I'm trying to give you that works great. This is kind of before like the the big rise of flat screen TVs and stuff. So I posted it for ten dollars, and I got a lot of people emailing, "Can you saying can you take five dollars? I'll come pick it up right now." Like I, it turned quick when I listed it for for ten bucks and sold it for five. And the people were better to you. And the people were amazing. Yeah. And like it turned over in a day. It was fast. But the people who I was trying to give it to were complete douchebags about it. Yeah. Complete douchebags about it. Oh, now you do anything for free. It's so bizarre, dude. I mean, I think it has maybe something to do with that whole uh, poverty mentality, Mm -hmm. the victim mentality. Generally, generally the free people, free, free, free. Um, uh, They feel like victims. 
yeah, and maybe yeah. free jumps out to them more. And then there's something about that victim mentality that that keeps you down. Is it a vict- it's like an, uh, it's like an entitlement. It's like an entitlement. There's an like anger with fucked. it too. There was a festival in London. And that's London. sort of why you're you're kept there too in a lot of ways. I mean, there's a lot of good yeah. people in those situations as yeah, well. Yeah, but yeah. there is definitely something to that. I've I've battled with that sometimes. I mean, it, like not yeah. When, when when something's free, it's easy to think like, oh, I'm I'm it's free, so I'm going to have that. Like mm. they're giving it away, so it's mine. Like I, I remember a while ago, there's this ice cream company in London, and they were at this one festival giving away like a, a tiny ice cream cone, free ice cream cone to mm. everybody who came, or like the I don't know, until they ran out. And so massive lineup, and it was a hot summer day, so people wanted their ice cream, which, fair enough, they ran out. And a lot of people were like, this is fucking bullshit. Because they ran out. Oh, I've been waiting for two hours. Like, (laughs) mad that they didn't get their free shit. That was, like, never guaranteed to them. That was, like, given out of the goodness of that this company, like, lost money on. Yeah. People were like, fuck this. We're going taking our business elsewhere. Like, you weren't going to come in anyway yeah. unless it was for free. Oh, it's crazy, dude. We had this happen yesterday uh, where well, where we work. Yeah. Where uh, what, there's only one ticket? Yeah, we one? were giving away. <laughs> Through a phone conversation. Yeah. We work in radio. Yeah. And someone came back in the next day and complained about the one free ticket they got that the one wasn't two. Yeah. I should have two. It should come in pairs. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Couldn't you just be thankful for the one? I'd be happy Where's for the, the one. Where's the gratitude? And it was, for an, it, was, it was for an expensive thing, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was about yeah. like $70 ticket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So for a big event. 70 bucks. And yeah. they're like, should save me $140. <laughs> yeah. So bizarre, man. Oh, yeah. So bizarre. Jeremy, how long are we at? I think we're probably done chatting. What are, how long are we at? 45, 45 minutes. We did it, buddy. We yeah. chatted. We chatted. We covered it all. And I mean, if anyone ever listens to this, thanks for listening. Thanks for Hope listening. Hope you get man. something out of it. Yeah. We just really uh, like chatting to each other. So we yes, just we do. sit here, chat to each other. Like looking into It's your... actually our job to chat to each Deep other. Green eyes. This is what we do. Our yeah, day yeah. job is chatting to each other. And we chat so much off the microphone that we figured, like, we might as well record that, make some sweet cash. We're getting rich off this, by the oh, way. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, right. Two people listen to our podcast. 07 Mazda. No, three. There's Yumi and Jeremy. (laughs) And then, oh, the guy over here is gone. And the girl over there is gone. Everybody everybody fucking left. Well, thanks to Full Pop Studios for having us. We're we're here at Full Pop Train Station. We record this at Full Pop Studios. The quality is amazing because Full Pop. Full Pop's the the best. They're they're the real deal. They're the real deal. Yeah, like we could never afford this shit. No. Like, no. I can't even afford this table. No, seriously. Or this mug. You you can afford the beer in the mug. I can though. afford the beer in the mug. You're drinking a beer. So I'm supporting our local brewery. There you go. I should do the same. I just don't drink beer too often. But yeah. next time I buy beer, I'm going to go All right. to our local brewery and get it. So that's well, it's been it. great to chat with you, Fatty. That's it. Do we look into the camera to say goodbye? Bye. Sure. Bye. 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 We're Matt and Fatty. Yes, that's Matt. I'm Fatty. Uh- <laughs>